that time again it's scaring and sharing yeah it is it's a place where we share spooky news and frightful views with each other and you about all things horror all things horror we share them the horror and the love (laughs) and sometimes some other things you just never know what we're gonna throw your way but that's you know that's sometimes songs yeah do you know Jeremy? Um, oh my god, I always do that. I always like say your name and then realize I've not introduced Joe. Uh, it's it's our it's like our thing. <laughs> the false start. The false start. <laughs> isn't that great to have the false start be your thing? Yeah. Um, isn't it endearing, guys? Do you love our false starts? <laughs> but I'm here today with Jeremy, the original Sasquatch Slim Rusk. And as always, I'm here with Brandy Joe Planbeck, the flaming scream queen himself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love unstructured, crazy, uninhibited environments? <laughs> hey, I think, you know, we get a lot of praise for that for our praise? conversational style. Oh, yeah. We're a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, you guys. Yep. <laughs> but critical review. <laughs> yep. The audience score is much lower. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I only saw you days ago, but it's so good to see you. Yes. It always is. Always. It's always just a, a bright spot in my day. It is. You know, I'm always th- thinking of things I want to talk about and say on here because this know, is I, my horror outlet. It's- it is. I, I Although, luckily, right now I'm doing this show. Um, we're in rehearsals. The Inheritance, which is that an epic gay play based on Howard's End. It is six hours long in entirety. Two parts, though. So it's only three hours apart per. But mm-hmm. it moves right along. It's like little scenes, little scenes. So it just like cooks okay Mm -hmm. Um, but luckily within the show there are like five of the cast of 13 that are just like huge horror nerds so it Mm. is just like it is a delightful time to spend in rehearsal because we just all just talk about horror all the time that's awesome so you get to work but also you actually have people you can engage with outside of the work which is like today i'm wearing my shirt that says like what's your favorite scary movie and then it's like a 900 number Uh uh-huh that is awesome Scream 69. Oh my God, it's <laughs> the cutest shirt ever. Um, but yeah, I'm going to wear that to rehearsal today and I bet it's going to get talking of, speaking of praise, it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. There's going to be, gonna that's happen. a conversation starter. It is. Um, but I, I had something else to say, but fuck it. I don't remember. I do want to say it's a little <laughs> corrections corner and this is not a spoiler at all, but in regards to Evil Dead, did you read up on Bruce Campbell's actual cameo and what it is because it's a little different than what we said in our last episode. No, I didn't. So it is indeed a part of a recording that appears, but it isn't the main voice Uh, in the recording, which is kind of cool because it's an additional voice that possibly could be Ash. What? Yes. So I just wanted to say that. You might need to look into a little more because I'm not going to totally... Okay, I gotta look it up. I also have to do a corrections corner about last episode where I'm like, what was I talking about? Um, In my brain, I was mixing Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 together, the first one and the second when we were talking Mm. about Henrietta in the basement because that, yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, you're correct. It is uh, 
Cheryl becomes a demon. She's locked in the basement, but they don't go back in the basement. For some reason, I was combining a plot element from two. Sure. In my head, because two does the thing where it reveals that, by the way, Henrietta was always in the basement all this time, too. Uh, And so he goes back down there and finds another demon in the basement. So that's why I was mixing both movies in my head. Uh, See, I wasn't sure. I mean, I do like to be right, but the only reason I was like confused there is because I'm real familiar with Evil Dead the musical, which does mm -hmm. mix all of the elements, but the main plot is definitely Evil Dead the Ridge. The Ridge, yep. And I knew, and I was like, I'm sure it's Cheryl, but I like Evil Dead 2 a lot, but I'm less familiar with it as a film. Yeah, so, and but I, I was like, I don't know. And I've always had a habit of watching both of them like together. Like, yeah, because like Evil Dead Two is like the original requel. Yeah, it is like it is a sequel, but it is also just remaking the first movie uh, with a new spin on it. So, uh, but that's it. I I didn't want people put away your torches and your pitchforks. <laughs> I need to protect. Were they coming my... after you? Were you getting hate mail? Yep, immediately. <laughs> no, uh, I just had to protect my Evil Dead cred because afterwards I was like, now I'm doubting it. Like that night after we recorded, I'm like, wait, what was I talking about? And I had to go online and read the plot synopses. And I was like, That's oh, fine. yes, nope. It's in the second one is where they do all the Henrietta stuff. There is, but they added it on as if it was always, you know, ha- like, by the way, this was always going on. So, yeah, that, okay, well, I, that I, old I, thing. I'll, I'll accept your amends. Good. I had to. I had to put it out there. I'm sure there is a horror movie out there, but like one of the parts. In case you're not familiar, I mean, I know you are, but like if if someone isn't familiar within the recovery programs, like AANA, amends are a big part of that. That mm-hmm. you sort of create a list of who you need to make amends to. You don't make amends to people where it will hurt them or make the situation worse. Um, but I feel like there is a horror movie waiting for like centered around someone in recovery making an amends and maybe i'm writing it right now as we speak and i'm sure it's an element somewhere but i can't think of anything like that evil dead 2013 yeah they but they're, on they're, it, but it was very minimal it was yeah, as they're, a, i mean they're trying she comes out there she still has drugs like she, they're trying yeah. to get her clean as opposed to like yeah. her being in an active recovery but yeah i did love that element of it for mm-hmm. sure i yeah, was a big fan that. of that I, I like, like that that movie dealt with that and this new one deals with family. I'm not going to, I mean, you find out literally in like the first five minutes sort of where the plot is based. Yeah. But I like that it takes some sort of, you know, big decision, which I mean, that's, that's plot structure. You have to have something new mixing with something old yeah. and you know, like that, what is it that you're fighting for? Oh, and the, the wolf of what, what is it? Wolf Snow of Hollow? Snow Hollow. I did like that element where the, uh, your main character, he's a recovering alcoholic, and they have the struggle uh, throughout the movie as a like the God, backdrop. That's such a good movie. I yeah, love that, that was, movie so much. It's a great character. If you haven't point seen it, too. wait till winter if you live somewhere with snow because it's definitely yeah. very much based in that very snowy environment. It's Christmas it's time in it, isn't it? Maybe. I mean, it's technically yeah. a Christmas movie because I think they explicitly show like Christmas decorations Perhaps. or something. Speaking of unstructured, this is a podcast where Jeremy and I talk about horror stuff. And then we, in this episode, um, and per most of our episodes, we will assign the other person a film they've never seen before. And then we'll take a brief break, watch them, and come back and talk about them. And that is what it is. If you want to just skip ahead to the movies that you've seen that you know we're talking about that we don't know right now, you can look in the notes and skip right ahead. But please stick around. Have a Mm -hmm. s'more. Listen to us. 
around the old campfire. So I have a little tidbit that I want to talk about. But first, we're going to go down to Giveaway Graveyard again. Oh. I think oh. I called it a Giveaway Grave the last time. But Giveaway Graveyard, I think, is more fun. Yeah. So yeah. There's the, the elements here are a little fuzzy because I'm waiting on further details. But I it's a Scream 6 giveaway, which is maybe the best giveaway we've ever had. Whoa. I, no, because it's coming out on digital very mm. soon and it is coming out on blu-ray i think in july and so in the second part i'm gonna have some more details right at the top however right now i'm just gonna say that we have a scream six giveaway i don't know if it's digital and the blu-ray or if it's just one or the other however let me tell you buy scream six on digital now Ghostface is back and more terrifying than ever on a rampage in the Big Apple. Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, and Courtney Cox start in the sensational slasher hit Scream 6, directed by Matt Bettelini Open and Tyler Gillette. Get over an hour of killer bonus content when you buy on digital. Available at participating reelers. Oh my God. Available at participating realtors. Rated R. So, um, yeah, an hour of additional bonus killer content. You bet your ass I'm in for that. Mm-hmm. So, oh, my God. Check back second part of the episode. I will have more details, but I had to say that now to just get you excited. And then my little tidbit. So my friend Griffin, who came to see something with us, I can't yeah. remember which movie it was. We, I think we saw a couple movies together. We did. I wanted him to come to Scream 6. He wasn't able to come. And so, but we go to a meeting together every Sunday morning. I'm about to see him in like 30 minutes. Um, but he hit me up and he's like, I wanted to let you know I went to see Scream 6. And I was like, oh, fun. What'd you think? And he's like, it was good. It was weird. Only having seen Scream 1 and like back when it came out. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, Whoa. Only have seen Scream 1 and one time at that. And then, and then went you to go see... see Scream 6. Yeah, so you're going to be like, <laughs> it's so lore heavy. I know. I'm like, it is so embedded in everything that's happened in all the other movies. I'm like, well, now, spoiler alert, you know everything that happens in all of those. He's like, I just really wanted to see it. And I was concerned it wasn't going to be in theaters long. So I just decided to go. And I'm like, that is the weirdest thing ever. Well, I hope he watches all of them now. But he liked it. I just was like, surely that must have been real confusing for a bit. Yeah, had to be. Yeah, but I thought that was a little bit fun, a little bit wild. Uh, um, also, my friend Gretchen, um, I guess it sort of veers into Telegram territory. Um, my friend Gretchen, who I had mentioned that she should watch um, I Don't Feel at Home in This World anymore. So she sent me a text and she said, as I was listening, I thought that I Don't Feel at Home in This World anymore might be a movie I could watch. And then you pretty much commanded me to. Also, The Fog was the first horror movie I ever saw. And I remember feeling so proud of myself that I had watched a scary movie, especially because I was 12 and home alone. Whoa. I know. Ooh. And speaking of home alone, I saw some ad because, of course, you know, Instagram listens to you and watches you. Mm -hmm. There was there's some company that does these shirts that sort of combine elements from different movies and styles. Like there's this Home Alone one that says like banned in 46 countries. <laughs> so it looks like Home Alone is like a video nasty. Uh -huh. But how this all came about is Joe and I were watching something and I said there should be a version of Clue that's like Clue space less. And it's like the cast of Clueless in a house with someone being killed. And that, like, literally that night, this ad popped up on my Instagram, and there is a shirt that's Clueless, and it's like the Clue movie poster with all the people from Clueless in the windows. And I was like, that is fucking weird. 
Uh-huh. And I didn't search for it. We literally just talked about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> they are listening. It is. It's the algorithm is trying to capitalize on all the money it can get from you. So. Have you ever listened to Reply All, the podcast? No. Oh, it is so good. It's all based around like technology things. There, They had some weird falling out. Something happened among like the crew or something for the show. And it's sort of, I think it may have ended and mm. people left. There was some some sort of drama, but they do an episode. There's, there's a couple of really, really good episodes, but they, they'll talk about things like there's one where this guy remembers the song he heard as a kid, like on the radio, like he can hum it. He can like, he knows exactly how the riff goes. And he talks to all these music experts because no one can find this song. And he knows it happened. He knows it existed. But no one in the world, no matter like music experts, people who know everything. And it's that's like one of the best episodes of any podcast ever. It is so, so good. Mm -hmm. But then there's also one that talks about the algorithm, like with like people talking and, you know, your Facebook all of a sudden pulling up ads and stuff. And it's it's a pretty fascinating episode, too. Mm -hmm. So check out Reply All if you haven't. And if you like those sort of like each episode is sort of its own thing. There's also one about like scam artists or like, you know, people who like call you like um like sales people or whatever there's just like interesting ones about things like that like how am i getting this call from how did i get on this list and mm-hmm. it's a really really good podcast so i'm curious if other people listen to it what some of your favorite episodes are because it's awesome it's real real good i'm gonna have to check it out you will do you have I a have heard... grant? oh yes oh Tell i was gonna what. say i have heard that story though about the guy with the song oh that, yeah that he could never Okay. find what it was so and now i'm oh curious to look into that story further because i remember it from years ago and oh then... my god it is it almost sounds like an urban legend you know like yeah oh, exactly that, that, that missing you know that movie that drove all the people crazy like that sort of thing yeah that sort of thing or it's the guy that's like somehow you made up a song all on your own but forgot that you did yeah yeah yep. so uh anyway yeah yeah read you have a telegram now I do. It's telegram time. Let's it is move. Ter- it's TT. It's TT. Let's move on to that from. Uh, and this one goes, hey, guys, sorry for the radio silence. The school year is coming to an end and it's crazy time for my students. Final project. They made a trailer for Romeo and Juliet, but with a twist. They changed the genre, though many choose the action genre. I am especially looking forward to the horror versions. I'll keep you posted. Trust me, Brandy Joe. These are trailers you'll want to watch. (laughs) Yes. On a recent episode, you brought up the topic of being Rob. Being Rob. (laughs) Sorry. Being Rob Zombie. Being Rob Zombie. (laughs) On a recent episode, you brought up the topic of being robbed. Boy, that gave me flashbacks. When I lived back east, I had three cars stolen. The third time, it was a carjacking. Though I had a gun in my face, I still fought back. I was pistol whipped and left bleeding in the streets. Holy cow. Oh my god. I finally got around to watching Titan. Mm. I knew it was twisted, but I had no idea just how messed up it was. I need some time to process it, but overall, I think I liked it. Oddly enough, I felt real empathy for a few of the characters. I plan on watching the new Dead Ringer series. Any feedback for me? Well, guys, I'm off to watch Evil Dead Rise. Till next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay you. Teacher Drew and Phoenix. Oh, Teacher Drew. Oh, my God. That is so frightening. Yeah. Holy crap. Also, <sighs> like, man of action. Yeah. Like, to snap. Like, I'm pretty sure I would just shut down and be like, okay, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. With, you know, uh-huh. a gun 
gun in my face. It's but... so interesting though, because I think all those situations you're like, here's what I would do, but you just never know until you're, you it. never know that. Yeah. So, so crazy. Cow. Teacher Drew, I want you on my side in a uh, crisis situation. Cause Fuck yeah. And I want to watch those trailers. Yeah. Those trailers. Also, them. I'm also very interested in watching dead ringers, the show, but I haven't started it yet. Cause yeah, I'm intrigued because yeah. the OG, I mean, they're gynecologists. And I just mm-hmm. remember that's all I remember is there were like creepy tools that you're like, um, no, don't put that inside someone, please. Yes. And now I'm just like, are they still gynecologists? And it doesn't have that weird element because I feel like it was very rooted in like the, you know, mass, like the masculine energy against like, you know, yes. women. Femininity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it was sort of a study of misogyny. Thank uh, you. The That's original. The- the, the more like yeah. the more educated version of saying what I was trying to say. Yeah. Which you're always good at, Jeremy. I'm like, is this a word? Is this how you use this word? <laughs> is, this a, is this a correct word? Because <laughs> yeah. I never know. But yeah, no. And I've always thought of like, and I want to revisit the original because I've seen it once ever. Uh, and I watched it in college as I got like really into Cronenberg's body of work. And I was seeking out like every even I think Dead Ringers falls into the, well, I'm sure people would argue with me nowadays and be like, it's been reevaluated since it came out. But I feel like for years, Dead Ringers was considered like a lesser Cronenberg movie. Like it was not one of the top tier names people talked about. And I think most people were like, it's weird. It's okay. It doesn't like hit the way, you know, Scanners or The Fly or, you know, all these other, uh, his most beloved work gets uh, discussed. So, yeah, I've definitely not seen it all. I've just seen bits and pieces b's and p's if you will and it's definitely more of a slow burn compared to like the stuff i just mentioned like if you're going in thinking about videodrome scanners you know naked lunch cronenberg where it's just weird crazy shit nonstop. like Mm -hmm. you're gonna be kind of like what's going on here with dead ringers it's much more restrained from what i remember compared to some of his other more unhinged things yeah and um i'm still watching from I've like watched a couple more episodes since we last talked. It's so good. And do you know who was in it? That girl that was just in um, At the Devil's Door, who I said was in oh. Maria Full of Grace as well. Yeah. She's in it. She's one Whoa. of the leads. I know. You manifested it's, her. I did. It's also, it is a, um, it's a Canadian show. We love the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thanks, Teacher Drew. And can't wait to hear what you think of Evil Dead Rise. Mm-hmm. Right in, please. Yes, please. And if you can share the trailers, I want to watch them. Have you seen Warm Bodies, that zombie Mm-mm. Romeo and Juliet? No. I haven't either, but I've heard pretty good things about it. Me too. I've had it like recommended to me by people too that are like not normally horror people as well. So I know it had some like uh, reach outside of its normal genre mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. boundaries. So I like that. Yeah, I, like, I love those twisted tales of like a well-trod story like freaky like mm-hmm. happy death day and i just i saw steel magnolias last night up at the riverbank theater in marine city michigan and mm-hmm. i was like oh i want to see the horror version of steel magnolias yeah yeah somebody <laughs> like do a, it a bunch of you know hair a hairdresser and all of her like old bitty like you know neighbors like trapped in, in a salon with the zombies trying to get in <laughs> yep zombies or like a, a masked killer lurking nearby something it could happen oh my god i want the horror movie of still magnolia so bad now Mm -hmm. (laughs) because also still magnolia as much as i love the movie it's it's just long it's long and i think we need to tighten it up to a a tight 90 minutes and put some a killer or zombie or 
you know, kill some kill some characters off as it goes. Yep, yep. Even more than happens in the original. Yep, spoiler alert. Much more. <laughs> oh my god! Someone please write it. Uh, all right. But to close us out with Terragram Lane, that's not a thing. Um, we have one from good old Lauren. And Lauren writes, oh, man, it took me two days, but I just watched After Blue, in parentheses, Dirty Paradise, on Shutter. I don't know what to rate it. I don't like it. I'd only watch it again to drag a new person into this dirty headspace. And yet I don't hate it because every weird scene and moment and design seem sometimes literally dripping with artistic intention. It's so goddamn French. That's all I can really say to explain its existence. It's from 2021, but looks like the 1970s. I felt drugged and uncomfortable and confused for the entire 129 minutes, speaking of long. Nothing could exist without some sort of sexual aspect. Nothing. There are so many things I want to rattle off that are, I had to tell you about this but i want zero spoilers for you if either of you dare to watch this movie you must be as confused and uncomfortable as i was grasping onto the moments of loose logic or societal references as they squirm by what a well-worded telegram lauren yeah very much so also props to you for using one of my favorite signifier or uh descriptors for a movie which is so goddamn french because uh, i think <laughs> i've had that problem in the past so that is so funny. Yeah, I don't know. what I think I've seen it on the Shutter, you know, library. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've never even heard of it. I had to look up that it's a movie that exists. So, yeah. Um, but thanks, Lauren. I, I don't know if I want to, but maybe someday I'll be like, okay. Yeah. Well, and that's weird shit out. As we've talked about, we've we've covered many times before. Like me personally, I'm very hit and miss and i think it's mostly miss with french horror like there's okay. not a, there, i would say there's not a lot of it that i'm like yep that was exceptional unfortunately was knife um, plus heart french don't was it um i'm gonna it look it been. up it might have been for some reason i'm God thinking damn, it, that movie was so good i'm thinking italian but i think you're Thank right you, i Allison think it, i Love think you. it was french Yes. Well, it says countries of origin, France, Mexico, Switzerland. So, yeah, oh, okay. it's French. But it's, yeah, that's, it's mainly... that's, that's one we like. That's one we like. No, because I'm thinking, I think uh, so many films tried to copy new French extreme. Yes. Um, and, you know, we like Inside. But a lot of that wave, you know, some of those other movies are just, I don't know. Not yeah, like them. Frontiers that I gave Like you. Frontiers and Oof, High Tension. Yeah. yeah. And uh, stuff like that. Like, it felt like that so dominated France's horror scene for so long. And I'm just, it was their version of torture porn, which I'm also not super into in the American uh, cycle of movies. So there you go. Talk about misogynistic. Yes. Did you have any any news or anything that you've watched since we last spoke? Got some views last night. In fact, I watched, I rewatched, a couple of rewatches. I rewatched The Monster Squad. I tried to rewatch that recently, Jeremy, and I just was not having it. Yeah, I've got so much nostalgia baked into it. I used to rent that video all the time. So it's one of those movies where I'm like, every so often I check in and rewatch it. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, still remember like everything about this movie because I watched it way too much as a kid, but I still have fun with it. Um, but then right after, because I'm crazy and just decided to what wild thing can I watch next? I rewatched 
House or Hausu, the Japanese. Oh, that one. Okay. That we watched many moons ago. Uh, and yeah, uh, so I liked weird. It, liked it even more this go around. The score, my letterbox score keeps upping every time I rewatch it. So nice. I don't know. I was just I was just in it with the movie where I was like, let it wash over you. It mostly makes no <laughs> sense. Um, it's weird to think about. I think we discussed this all the way back in that episode. If you go back a million years when we covered that, um, how the director was like attempting to make a American style horror movie. Uh, but you know, through the Japanese lens, I suppose, of their culture, but it comes out as like nothing here is recognizable other than it's a bunch of girls together in a house. That's the only part that's like recognizable as a setup from an American horror movie. The rest of it is just insane. So, yeah, I just remember that head biting that girl's butt. Yep. And the piano, piano eats a girl. Yep. yep. Do the <laughs> piano wires do something or does the piano just eat her? The piano just eats her, but okay. then. Her severed fingers are on the keyboard. Oh my god! Playing, yes. playing the piano for a minute, all dancing around. Yeah, and there's it, a cat. There's a cat. There's a magic cat. It, it's craziness. So so weird. I don't know. I love it. I love it more and more every time I revisit it. So yeah. Well, that's what, that's that's yeah. I I don't know that I'll go back to that. You know, if I was a stoner, still I would. Probably it would be one of those movies. I'd be like, okay, let's get stoned. And I want to show you something you've never seen before. Yeah, and you'll never see anything like it. Yeah. Um, and I have too the uh, disc. Uh, it's the disc criterion uh, put out for it. Uh, and one of the special features I watched that there's a quick like video appreciation from Ty West of mm. how Sue. And that's very interesting to watch him talk about how much he loves that movie. Uh, and that it is like the weirdest horror movie ever made. So. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is up there. That's yep. for sure. Where it's he he talks about how it's a combination of like it's not just a horror movie, it's an art house picture and that mm-hmm. combination is so like wild to people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is. Well, that's fun. Yeah, I should mm-hmm. try to go back to Monster Squad cuz I started watching it was one of those that I was watching before I went to bed and then I fell asleep. Yeah. And then I just didn't ever have that like, oh, I got to go back and finish it. Yeah, the setup's kind of like I can see how you'd be like it's is such an 80s you know 80s movie setup you got to meet the kids first but once it gets going with the monsters that's where all the cool shit is so okay yeah yeah yep well anything else you'd like to say before we get to our shares uh no i think that's it i think it's time to share yeah all right so i am going to share with you a film that i just discovered you hadn't watched Mm. And um, just going off of our last episode, um, something that relates to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going, although <laughs> I have to look it up to make sure I have the right title. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, okay, here we go. I almost said the wrong title. Um, I am going to give you from 2019, The Hole in the Ground. Cool. The Hole in the Ground. I know it's, as we just discussed, it's Lee Cronin's other movie i'm not sure he's directed many feature films maybe he's got more but it's another movie directed by lee cronin um and i don't know much about it because in reading about evil dead rise like i was quickly looking him up and flipping through his filmography and i think it's some kind of like ghost story or supernatural story so i'm assuming people find a mystery hole in the ground and weird shit happens hilarity ensues holes are scary yeah they are 
They really are, especially just a big hole in the ground that you cannot see what's down there. I was going to ask them, but I'll come back in the second part and ask because I think it will relate more then. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. Cool. And I'm excited to watch it again. I watched it shortly after it came out. And yeah, I'm I'm, I'm intrigued to to recap it. Very cool. Let's do it. And my pick. Oh, my God. I've been flip flopping. And this one has kept popping up in my brain because I just want to do it and get it over with. So I might as well, because sometimes Ghoulies we, four. it's Ghoulies 4. <laughs> no, you guessed it? it. It is. I'm going to do Ghoulies <laughs> oh my God, 4. I'm kidding. I'm going to do Ghoulies 4. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> setup. Thank you for teeing this up. Oh. I want to get it out of the way. I finally want to finish the Ghoulies series. Um, <sighs> so that will be what, like three series that we finish? Yep. And that's the only reason you want to do that? That's part of it. Ethan, this one's for you. <laughs> Ethan's been on me to be like, you should do all of them after we did one and two. Ethan, we, we used to be friends. We da, got da, through da, da, da. We got we through three. We're going to do four. Uh, yeah, Ghoulies four. Fuck me. <laughs> okay. to, it's well, punishment. It's my penance for fucking up Evil Dead's plot. So here's what I know. I, I mean, I'm wondering, can it be worse than Ghoulies three? I don't know. I know it's like a more, much more contemporary Ghoulies because it is the last one, right? Yeah, there are no okay. more after it. So, and I'm just gonna put this out there. I know I give you requests from time to time. I would like to watch Critters. Okay, yep. I said I know that Mc Mc McGarris was just here for yeah. Motor City Legacies. Our friend Chris got a picture with him. Said he was super cool, and they had like a little critter that he was yep. holding. Yeah, so he directed that. I imagine. Yeah, uh, or Mick Garris or something. He, Mick Garris directed Critters Two. Oh, um, interesting. I know that for a fact, but I think he worked on the first one as well. Okay, so. but I would like to watch that at some point. Yeah, because I keep sort of wanting to. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so Ghoulies Four. I want to say like someone's going to try to take it in a different direction. I'm. I don't think that it will be as try to be as funny as Ghoulies Go to College. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to try to be more serious. I, I think they're going to look even less like Ghoulies than they've ever looked before. I want to say it's made in like the between 2000 and 2010. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, maybe even just slightly later. 2012. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, some you know s- someone's going to find the book or the writings or whatever the fuck I can't even remember brings them to life and it's just going to be a darker version of it but it's just going to be bad yeah any more the warning I can give you is I myself have not even watched this all the way through I think I watched like half this movie and then been like eh so we're gonna do it we're gonna finish Ghoulies 4 all right well let's go away and do it you're welcome Ethan Uh, Ethan Blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Uh, and this is the second half of the show. Yeah, it is. And I got to start off by saying I found out about Scream 6 with the giveaway graveyard. and. They are digital promo codes for the moment. We will have another giveaway with Blu-rays later this year. But for now, Scream 6 is on digital. So hit me up for a promo code, please. The end. All right, let's talk. That's that's an awesome way to see it. Do it, people. (laughs) Heck yeah.
I had a friend who watched it on digital last night, again, on Redbox. So hit us up. Cool. Yeah. All right. So we start with me this go around and we are talking about hole the hole in the ground. The oh, hole. The hole in the ground from 2019, directed by Lee Cronin. And the tagline is fear the familiar. And the description is trying to escape her broken past. Sarah O'Neill is building a new life on the fringes of a backwood rural town with her young son, Chris. A terrifying encounter with a mysterious neighbor shatters her fragile security, throwing Sarah into a spiraling nightmare of paranoia and mistrust as she tries to uncover if the disturbing changes in her little boy are connected to an ominous sinkhole buried deep in the forest that borders their home. Oh sinkholes are never good. Sinkholes are bad. Just Moral flat out of the story. <laughs> flat out sinkholes are just bad. I got a buddy. Are stinky. I got a buddy that's part of his job. You know, check it like mitigating sinkholes and stuff like that. He does some really? sort of. I don't understand them. What are they? <laughs> they are. Um, I, I don't even fully know the science either, but they are like when a void appears like under the ground, and usually that comes from like mining like depleting like a layer of earth or you know it makes other layers unstable and eventually it'll all collapse in on itself um and it can happen natural phenomenon can make it happen too but they're dangerous because you have to know like you have to monitor for them because they can happen in like a city or you know all over the place so but do they like continually sink like this one does like does it look like that yeah often yeah Really? Yeah, Why? Just because yeah. the earth is continually going down into the sinkhole? Yeah, because it, like it, it'll just fill that, you know, that void will finally collapse and things will just. That uh, is so creepy. Fall, at, fall in until it's over, until it's filled, you know, the space. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah. All no, right. They're, well, they're crazy. Eerie. Yeah. I have a buddy that does. Uh, he works for like a survey company or something. So he's 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 there on site when a sinkhole happens, which are pretty they're not uncommon in Michigan. I know that much, especially up north. They happen. And I think it has to do with all the mining that used to happen uh, okay. up north. So, yeah. Ghosts are in those holes. Obviously. 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 All right, what did you think of the H and the G? The H and the G? Uh, so, like, straight up, I saw some other Letterboxd reviews that had my exact feelings, which were about halfway roughly i mean essentially through the first act you're like okay it's kind of interesting but i'm mostly bored <laughs> to be honest yeah, yeah and then bam it just goes like there's like a halfway point where things like the game just changes in the movie and then i'm like oh never mind this was all set up to where we're going and now i'm in for the ride for like the back half of the movie it was just like i was in it well that's good yeah i like it i i don't remember being um whelmed by it the first go around and i mm-hmm. wasn't really whelmed by it again but i it's like a fine movie like i don't dislike watching it it's a little bit of a slog to get through yeah but really like you said it's that first chunk mm-hmm. and it's just it's a little too like all of these things that are happening you know exactly what's going to happen there's schlesinger's <laughs> whatever that thing is um game or slashing your food like there are all these things that are going to come back or like i just and you know that could be an editor but i imagine it's the storyteller you know like the the screenplay and and the script writer and all of that but it's just like you just know exactly where 
lots of that is going to go. Not necessarily yeah. the movie in entirety, because I do think the end is pretty cool and pretty interesting and a little bit different than where you might imagine it would go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of like the the idea of like doppelgangers. And I guess that this is like specific to like Irish lore about not doppelgangers. There's another word for it. Yeah, this is the changeling, isn't it? The changeling. Thank you. I was like, there's another word. That whole that whole song and dance. And it's so weird when it happens like in real life, like like that orphan scenario that orphan was based on or that happened after orphan. And then mm-hmm. also that movie with Angelina Jolie that's based on a true story, which back in the day would have been an easier thing to do to mm-hmm. like pretend like you're someone else who's been missing because there's just not the technology there is today. Yeah. But yeah, it's all I mean, that's all a fascinating and like such a good um, setup for a horror film. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, this movie, it's his first feature film. And this feels like a very good like student film, like watching this thing where I'm like, yeah, it's a little rough around the edges storytelling wise. Um, But I think it's that like it's like that first draft sort of, you know, it's freshman year his uh, first (laughs) his first picture. But so but I think he did a good job with it. As you say, it's freshman year. Yeah, it's his freshman year. This first movie here, you know, it's the first one. So meaning manure, like it's fresh shit. Oh, not fresh manure. Oh, freshman I manure. Yep, freshman year. <laughs> oh, his... <laughs> freshman year. Yes, <laughs> I thought you were like it's his freshman year. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard fresh manure as a like phrase. Yeah. Oh my god, freshman no, year. No, it's freshman wow. year. And then Evil Dead <laughs> Rises is sophomore, proving that he beat the sophomore slump. True. And like I watched this little video about this movie, and it was made two years ago. And they were taught like Evil Dead Rise and him being the director had already been announced, and they were already talking about it. It was so weird. I'm like, that was two years ago. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and you can see bits of, you know, his touch in both. Like, oh, you yeah. can see why they would have been like, oh, yeah, I could. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't go with a more well-known director. But it's a definitely like this movie would have been a good audition to be that director. Yeah, th- this it, it feels natural. Like watching this movie, I'm like, yep, this translates to Evil Dead Rise. Like, it feels like an A to B uh you know transition it doesn't make it's not like nonsensical where you're like why did they pick this guy like nope as this this movie unfolds the hole in the ground it feels kind of evil dead-esque a little bit once it starts to get going so uh i can see why they're like oh yeah he's the guy the strangest thing about it is that it's a24 because it does not feel like a typical a24 film no no it doesn't and i don't even remember hearing about this either when i know it came out yeah. so it's like okay this was like an under the radar one for them clearly yeah it was definitely didn't i mean if it was in theaters although it was 2019 so it probably wasn't it was probably straight to video mm-hmm. and then it just didn't cause much of a of a stink there because people just really didn't talk about it um mm-hmm. But it feels like so many other things you've seen before, you know, like it Mm -hmm. feels like I tried to watch that movie, The Turning, which is like that, you know, the version of Taming of the Shrew, not Taming of the Shrew, (laughs) Turn of the Screw. Yeah, Turn of the Screw. Turn of the Screw. Very different stories. They should meld those two. Okay. Yeah. The Turning of the Shrew. The Turning of the Shrew. And instead of like Taming Kate, 
Catherine, Cat, they have to tame these two little asshole children. Mm. Although then it just turns into child abuse. Mm-hmm. So maybe not, but I like that idea. Maybe if they're um, monster children. Maybe if they're monster children, it's okay. Yeah. But like, just, I don't know. There's, it's on the poster. There is a part where the kid eats a spider and it just feels like it's just so dumb. Like, mm-hmm. And again, Schlesinger's spider, because yeah. earlier when he's scared of spiders, you know, something's going to happen with a spider. Yeah, he's it, not going to be scared of it anymore. Yeah, it's like it's like telegraphed. So, yeah. I mean, you're right. When I was watching this, I wasn't really thinking about that. Or I was like, it's going to come back around. And then when it did, I felt satisfied by oh, it. Where okay. I'm like, yeah. So I didn't really have that problem. But this movie did do. Can we do mild spoilers? I mean, we've already. Yeah. Talked about it. We're going to do it. Yeah, okay, a little bit of spoilers here, but I'm like, this movie, and in fact, it's going to reflect in my score. I bumped it up more than I was going to give it. Okay. Simply because it was a secret monster movie. Yes. Which, you know how I feel about monster movies. As soon as there's an actual monster involved, I'm like, this is better than I was going to rate it, just because <laughs> there's monsters now. So uh, the fact that, like, because I thought it was doing something else would be a little more vague or weird, but nope when they reveal what's going on, I'm like, awesome. Okay. I like this more now. Yeah. And it's rated R, which I think is a little extreme. I think so. I think this could have gotten a PG 13. Yeah. Like I can't really think of much that happens. There's really not too much in regards to violence or gore. Like there's some disturbing imagery, but that's it. But not any worse than a PG 13 movie. Some of the ones I've seen. So yeah. But yeah, it feels in some ways like, I mean, I know it's a very different film, but it feels like the Babadook in lots of ways. Yeah, I saw a lot of people on Letterboxd go, it's Babadook without oh, the really? Babadook. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I didn't like creep on Letterbox reviews of it, but that makes total sense. Um, but it it also feels like, and I like this idea that it the her little boy changing and her not understanding it, thinking he's someone else could be this analogy for i mean it's sort of just vague in regards to what happened in her like marriage but Mm -hmm. that he's becoming like her old husband like his abusive ways or like his violent ways because he probably hit her based on like you know the scar and you know i don't think they ever really tell us right like it's all just very much nope it's um, all just implied very very quiet but that, that she's seeing that possible those shades of her ex in him and that that frightens her. Yes. And I like that. Like, I think that that sort of analogy is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of almost, well, I was gonna say, I wish I, that I wish they would have gone into that a little bit more, but, but I think they went into it just enough that you could see that if you want. And also if you just wanted to look at it as a changeling movie, you could. I was going to say, I, yeah, I, I prefer it not getting too far into it um, because it wasn't, part of this story necessarily like it informs the story but you don't need to know too much of it because it doesn't really have any more bearing on what you just said you could read into it and be like okay she's concerned initially because of the what you know the way her son is now acting but really something else is going on as we start to peel those layers back so and there's all this this um hubba over this camera she has and what she sees on the camera that we never see mm-hmm. which kind of like i kept going like did i forget something did i black out like did i miss it like what did i miss but they never show anything on the camera actually no right? they don't show you uh and i think that was smart too because that's yeah. a way of getting out of doing some special effect that you run the risk of making it look too cheesy 
or mm-hmm. not convincing enough. So instead, they just, you know, something bad or like freaky is on that camera, but they never show it to us. And I think that's smart. Yeah. And I, I think that the actors are good. I think the little boy is fine enough. Like he's mm-hmm. not like amazing, but he's not horrible. Yeah. And I really like the lead gal. I think that she is pretty strong. She kind of has um, a Charlotte Gainsborough sort of feel to me a little bit. And I love that the overall story has this kind of folksy vibe to it. For sure. This like totally feels like a campfire story that somebody would be like, no, no, no. I swear this really happened. A friend told me about this lady that, you know, yada, yada, yada. Like it feels like one of those kind of stories. It does. Um, and I, I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. I love a, something that feels like a good campfire yarn. So, And I mean, an hour and a half. We love an hour and yeah. a half film. I mean, and here's it, the thing. I don't mind a long movie when it's good and it deserves it, right? Yeah, but this was perfect. Yeah. It was tight, hour you know, hour and a half, and it was good. It worked. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that the... I'm, so I'm gonna, I know we already talked a little spoilers. I'm going to talk literally about the end now. I thought the end could have been, I liked the end that it wasn't like a jump scare at the end or mm-hmm. even, it didn't even have a creepy end. It just was sort of like, she's still on edge. She still hasn't yes. like fully been like, he is no longer this other thing. He could be at any point. And I liked it when she takes a picture of him at the end that like his face is still like blurred. It isn't like a monster, but we don't know what the other thing in the camera was anyway. Yeah. She has all these mirrors just like like she's turned into the woman, her predecessor, really. Yeah. Noreen. Her woman. Noreen. Yeah. 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 She's sort of turned into her. But I thought they could have also gone sort of the route of. Us like that. We don't know if she is which one she is yes and i bet that is that has to have been like an alternate ending like i just the way it wraps it up i thought that even this time i couldn't remember and i thought that we were going to end with a oh but wait is she a changeling or is she not yeah is she herself anymore but i do appreciate that it's like not a we're gonna throw in this last little jump scare at the end it just is sort of this meditative i don't know like look upon yeah. paranoia long yeah, exactly just a paranoia. little little take on the paranoia sure they survived but at what cost but at is, what cost yeah <laughs> what cost to their personality to their soul now the movie the changeling with george mm-hmm. c scott does that have that doesn't have anything to, i mean that's just a ghost movie it doesn't have anything to do with this notion does it yeah i don't remember it necessarily having anything to do with changelings from folklore Huh. Uh, other than, I mean, changelings are supposed to be like spirits or fairies, like closely related to that. So maybe the ghost element is sort of like, you know. Okay. Maybe, but yeah, no, I don't remember the George C. Scott one. Like, the the name is just a cool title, but I don't remember it having yeah. anything explicitly to do with the folklore, like this movie does, or the the other movie, The Changeling, with um. Uh, Angelina Jolie, like what that's which, referencing, which yes. is referencing the folklore, but yes. not actually about it. Now, have you ever seen the movie from 1981 called The Pit? I know, but I've heard of it and I've had it recommended to me. I've tried to watch it a couple of times because, oh my God, I remember 
they didn't have it at any of the video stores around my house, but they had one at the video store by my grandma's house, which I only remember going to a couple of times. I remember seeing Black Christmas there uh-huh. because that cover freaked me out with the girl, you know, in the yeah. rocking chair. If your skin, if your skin doesn't crawl, it's on too tight. Like I remember that vividly because that was another one that wasn't at the video stores around my house, uh-huh. like in my hometown. But I remember seeing that and I remember seeing the pit and being so intrigued by it because I had I love a killer little kid. I love evil children and I really wanted to watch it. And um, I think it's on Shutter or it's somewhere, maybe on my little secret site. And I tried to watch it, but he's like not quite a kid. Like he's like a weird age where it feels like they're trying to make him a kid. Yeah, but he's, I remember. Yeah. he's like a preteen or early teenager from what I remember. And yeah, uh, I, yeah. I don't know. I, See, I the, the thing with the pit is I've heard. Well, some people have like defended it as like this weird surreal piece of like filmmaking and that's what makes it cool um but i've heard plenty of people are like no nah, it's more of a so bad it's good if you love that kind of thing yeah check it out for it that like, like it's me. a cheesy weird movie so yeah and did you notice all the shining references well all there's two no i in didn't the, in the hole in the ground so kind of that shot like when they're driving towards the beginning and it's sort of oh yeah like the that sort of feels like and then the wallpaper is very reminiscent oh. of the huh. the overlook pattern on the carpet just not cool. the colors but the yeah, pattern. i didn't notice that so definitely huh. inspired by that and then an evil dead rise yeah so okay yeah he loves the shiny so he loves the fucking shining we know that take a All number right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't jerk off all over it like my friend Ben does, but I think it's fine. I yeah, think it's I a love, good film. I love The Shining. Yeah. It's one, it's one of those movies I never mention it in like my favorites. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, But then when I rewatch it, I'm like, this is a really good movie. Every time I rewatch it, I'm always struck by that thought as if I have not like seen it before or like, <laughs> forgot. I'm always like, this is a really good movie. And then I never mention it again when it comes to when conversation of like favorite horror movies comes up. Well, anything else to say about the H and the G? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, out of how many bowls of dust cheese out of five Five bowls bowls of of dust dust cheese, cheese. how many do you give the hole in the ground? I give the hole in the ground three and a half. Ooh, I'm giving it a three. And that extra half star is from what I was saying, because it turned out to be a monster movie. And then I was like, okay. extra half star for that. Extra awesome. half star. Cool. All right, well, still a... Scare of approval. Scare of approval. Yeah, bitch. Awesome. Good deal. All right, well, let's go Ooh. to Ghoulies IV. Yep, Ghoulies IV, because you're going to need one if you sat through this movie. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, first off. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna start it with that ghoulies four from 1994 directed by jim wynorski who also directed chopping mall by the I way i saw that yeah oh so, yep he's he's a he's a b-movie oh, maven. And by the way i don't think i've seen that oh okay yeah so, that's just uh, an fyi there i think go. i've only seen bits and pieces all right and the tagline is a little bit magic a little black leather and a lot of black humor and that is uh, that needed to be workshopped a lot more. Uh, and the synopsis is <laughs> in while in pursuit of cop Jonathan Graves, his demonic nemesis Faust sends his disciple Alexandria to hunt down the amulet that will set him free. There's a bunch more stuff, but I'm not going to read it because that's really the setup of the movie. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Ghoulies, Ghoulies uh, 4, Ghoulies God. 4. It's just so bad. This is objectively like. 
I'm going to start off and just say this is objectively a horrible movie. Like there's just uh, yeah. Good lord, I didn't think they could sink lower than Ghoulies 3, but they did. By like how the frick can you call it a Ghoulies movie without having the green toilet Ghoulie in there or anything even remote that's not even the Ghoulies. I know, it's this? little people dressed in Ghoulies cosplay. Yeah, and not even good Ghoulies cosplay because no. it doesn't even look like the Ghoulies from One the other movies. One of them looks like the um Zuni doll or whatever it's called, the fetish yeah, doll from, from Trilogy the, of Terror. Yeah, from Trilogy of Terror. Like yeah, I didn't think about that. Teeth. Yeah, absolutely. It's and just of, so bad. One of those, uh, one of those ghoulies too, was played by uh, Tony Cox, um, who was in you know the Friday movies and Bad Santa, mm, and uh, mm-hmm. so you look him up, you'll know him because he's in, you know, he went on to greater heights than <laughs> Ghoulies well, four. He didn't so, have far to go. Good for him, but uh he moved on and did bigger movies, so that's good. But yeah, this is like I don't know. Like <laughs> I have too many thoughts that are hard to articulate about how bad this is. Like the humor, none of it lands. Why did no. they decide they were just gonna like literally rip off like Abbott and Costello like routines for like half of it? Like then this movie's made in the 90s. Like, did they think that was actually funny? Like they're doing like bits from like vaudeville shit as the comedy. Oh. Um like the jump from the fact that like this is the only Ghoulies movie that has any continuity with another Ghoulies movie. Uh-huh. Which is the first one, because they bring back the main character from the first one, who apparently has gone from satanic priest to like LA cop for some yeah. reason. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And Paymon makes a a callback. Yeah. That's a callback. I was gonna say you should be worried when the best scenes of your movie are actually footage <laughs> from a different movie. Yeah. Yeah, the beginning just doesn't even make sense. There I mean there's so much of it that doesn't make sense. No. No, it's like a bunch of stuff happens. And also I, I was like from the start of the movie till the credits run, uh not including the credits, that's only like 78 minutes. So Thank like God. that's that's the runtime of this thing, but it felt like an eternity. It really did. And the worst part about it was I was it's not on my little super secret site. Ugh. I went on YouTube and I was like, "Oh good, there's a version there." So I started to watch it. It's in German. Ugh. There's two on YouTube and they're both in German. So where did I have to endure it? Do you did own you, this? I don't. Oh, then uh, how did you watch it? I had to watch it on Freevee. Yep. On Amazon. Yep. The only good thing about watching it on Freevee was I saw a commercial for jury duty. Did you see that? You had to have seen commercials for that. Yeah, Sarah and I have been watching it. Oh, you have? Is it fun? It's hilarious. Did you ever watch the Joe Schmo show? Uh, no, but I read oh, I read about the similarity of Joe Schmo to this. Oh my so. God, Joe Schmo is so good. And that's how we first came to know Kristen Wiig. She was on the first mm. or the second season. Okay. Oh my God, we loved that show so much. There's three seasons, mm-hmm. I think. And, um, oh, but it makes you feel real bad for the person. I don't know if you're feeling that with this one. No. The Joe Schmo show. Because they're, they're, you know, on that one, it's like a fake competition show so there's like fake romances and you know they're going they're competing and people are getting voted off so i think it must be a little different but like different in a way that the stakes are higher in other ways but they just pick the right gullible sort of people that you just feel for you know and you're just like oh this this poor guy so i really i want to watch jury duty and in jury duty the dude that is the subject of the whole thing he seems to be having such a good time Okay. 
that it's like yeah i don't feel bad for him because he's like this guy's loving this even though like i can't believe he doesn't realize it's a put on but no he's just having a he seems to be having a blast living his life in it so i'm like okay i don't feel bad for this guy well i have the joe Schmo show on my google drive if you ever want to watch it if you would watch through a computer or whatever i'll send you a link because it is amazing. Awesome. I'm going to have so to check good. it out. But that was the best part about it. But like, you know me in commercials and yeah. sitting, there were so many of them. Yeah, there's so many. But oh, I mean, my God, it's not like it was ruining a good movie or anything. No, but there's one <laughs> actress and I can't even tell IMDb doesn't have their names on it. But uh-huh. like the cop, his like assistant or whatever, his like co-cop, whatever yeah. she is, partner. That's yeah. what it's called. I thought she was way better than than this movie deserved. Yeah. I mean, she's not great, but compared she's to some of the other people. But compared to some of the other and some of the line deliveries, especially the ending, there's an exchange between our main guy and then Alexandria, the like satanic ninja ex-girlfriend. Oh my God, like what is that even? When she was like, I had sex with your evil counterpart and I loved it and I'm bringing him back. But like the delivery is so just stilted and horrible between the two of them where you're like this should be high stakes but this is hilarious oh my god yeah it was like barbara like she was trying to be like barbarella yeah i guess so i don't know like the movie this was one of those movies where i thought it was promising in the old so bad it's good category in the beginning where i'm like the first scene is this like ninja lady just killing dudes like she throws a ninja star into a security guard's forehead so i was like ha cool and then no, no, that those there's a couple moments that seem to promise like, all right, cool, like something weirder and more fun is going to happen here, but it never delivers. It goes back into just crappily written melodrama. Like there's a plot, but I don't really comprehend what's going on or why I should care about anybody. And when did the ghoulies start talking in three? Uh, yes, I think. Well, I think they had like, I think in two they had like a couple of like they'd say okay. like single words and shit. But three is when they had like full lines of dialogue. And then this was just like they just chattered nonstop and it was all terrible. It was so weird, though, because their mouths wouldn't move because, you know, they didn't build the costumes. Yeah, they were correctly. literally just costumes. And, yeah. and then they would talk like in the backseat of a car when mm-hmm. someone else was up driving who wouldn't hear them. So I'm like, are their mouths not moving because this is in their heads? Mm-hmm. Like it was so confusing. Yeah, and I don't, don't want to have to think. No, I don't want to think about this. Also, but here is something to think about. I read online that the reason they didn't have like the ghoulies puppets, like creatures back or didn't do them again is because they couldn't afford to make articulated puppets for this movie. They didn't have it in the budget. So there you go. But it seems like you should have been able to rent the old ones. I know. This also feels like a movie that wasn't supposed to be a ghoulies movie. Uh, and then they made it one, except for the fact that it's so deeply connected to the first one with yeah. characters that you're like, because yeah. for a second I thought that I'm like, wait, no, then why does it have the main character and reference a bunch of stuff from the first movie? So like, yeah, this was supposed to be a Ghoulies movie. They just did a shit job at making a Ghoulies sequel. And the Ghoulies are racist. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's the guy from Karate Kid. I'm like, that is not. That is just an happens is, to be an asian man yeah and that's just racism so like little racist ghoulies god damn it you, you <laughs> fake ghoulies you've not not my ghoulies not my ghoulies <laughs> my ghoulies are only ghoulies too yes None those are the, the others those are the best ghoulies but yeah this thing man well we did it you yeah, know what congrats uh, one thing i do have to say about this 
is my rating. My rating is going to be what it is because I'm like, I'm going to give it this out of respect for the goddamn stunt drivers that had to do that car wreck scene. Because that was the one thing that struck me watching this movie is there's this like sequence, you know, where like whoever she was, she failed the satanic demon guy and he made her car crash. But there's like this crazy car sequence of like multiple cars crashing into each other. Car eventually crashes into this thing and explodes. But those are real cars like, you know, in the this is direct to video in the 90s. So, you know, they had to shoot actual cars crashing into each other in front of the camera. So that means real stunt drivers had to do that to pull that off. But I I bet they just used that footage from another movie. Maybe they did. (laughs) But still, if that if that's what it is like that, that's, you know, they're using the work of actual stunt drivers that put their lives on the line to put it in Ghoulies 4. Yeah. And I'm like, they deserve better than that. <laughs> I mean, here's some some high praise, though. I would watch this before I'd watch Things Killing 3 again. Yes, you're correct. So that's what I'm basing my score I, on. I thought that, too. I was like, I would much prefer this, though, to ever have to sit through Things Killing 3 again. So yes. Or, yes. or Devil's Night. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'd watch that again because my friend Shane's in it. But Well, yeah, I'd watch those scenes with Shane. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't sit through that whole movie again either. So no, but Ghoulies for maybe if I had to. And I hate that it's Ghoulies for and Roman numerals. It's like you are you don't deserve Roman. numerals. You don't deserve Roman numerals on this stupid, not Ghoulies movie. Definitely not. But yeah, no, it's just. Oh, and also at the end, some of the special effects in this thing. But when the, the lady cop uses the. uh 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 amulet to shoot mm-hmm. like the lasers out of it mm-hmm. that then uh the ninja lady like slowly backs up and then just disappears from the frame like it is i don't know and it also makes like the star yeah. trek torpedo noise photon torpedo noise like if you say so i don't know i laughed at that and i'm like that's the sign of just truly low budget filmmaking here yeah the lowest the, the lowest low. budget no budget I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, <laughs> make the bad ghoulies go away. I'm done. Yeah, I think I'm over this too. But we did it. You're welcome, Ethan. We've now covered the entire ghoulies. Thanks, Ethan. The entire ghoulies series, as you said. He thought back when we did ghoulies one and two back to back, he was like, keep going, do all four. But I'm glad I spaced it out because we really needed. Thank you for that. To not cover these all at once. But yep. Uh, so out of, uh, you know, out of five, uh, green toilet ghoulies that do not appear in this movie, how many do you give it? One. I also give it a one. All right. Well, there you can take it and throw it on the slash heap. Throw it on the slash heap. That's right. Violently throw it on the slash heap. Get rid of it. Get rid of it, please. Mm. So bad. Yep. This is also another one, too. I think I've said this before, though, where I was like, yeah, I'm not sure I've seen all the Ghoulies sequels. And then I watch them. and I'm like, I have seen all of the Ghoulies sequels. They're just forgettable. They're just very forgettable because I'm like, oh, as I watched this one, there were scenes where I'm like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure I probably rented this from the video store as a kid or something like that. So you wanted those boobies. Yeah. Some boobs. You don't even see any naked boobs, do you? No, just she wears that outfit. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. 
But either way, I think I was like, boobs and monsters, I'll rent this one. And totally forgot that I've ever seen it. Purge it Just from your memory. Purge it. <laughs> we watched it so you don't have to. So you don't have to. Well, yeah, sometimes we do that. Well, write to us, scaringasharing at gmail.com. Slide into our Insta, scaringasharing, all one word. Hit us up. We love to hear from you. Yes. Let us know what you think of the Ghoulies movies. No, don't. Yeah, you can. If you had a bad experience with Ghoulies 4, you might be owed a cash settlement. Write to us. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks for listening. And Jeremy, thanks for being a friend. Yeah. Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) And everybody, um, you know what? Remember to hail Paymon. Yeah. And it's in the trees. It's coming. And keep watching and talking about scary movies because... Scaring is sharing. Bye. Scaring is sharing. 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 This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.